Sunday pour back on a Monday night. Got about two and a half hours left of February. We just about made it through. Sitting here with a little uh, Baylor, Texas on as the backdrop. Um, I don't know. State of the Union tomorrow? What, what do we got? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's really nothing to make you feel alive like, uh, I don't know, some power-hungry lunatic threatening nuclear war. I don't know. I, I don't know about you if you did like any of the you – know, I'm, I'm pretty certain he's not going to launch nukes. But at the same time, you kind of check and see like the major cities and like see what the radius of a nuke blast would do, how close it comes. I don't want to be – what's, what's the ballpark? Uh, I don't want to be at work, which is Stanford, if it's New York. I think we're okay the further north we go. Like we're not going to get hit. You know, like even Stanford, it's just kind of like – it's not like you, get, you don't get hit with the blast itself, but you're going to get some residual effects. Um, but we're all right, like up this way. And you're definitely all right up by you. Oh, okay. So nothing to worry about. No, no. Just you can't go to the city for a while or ever, I suppose. We'll enjoy the Big East tournament in a couple of weeks. Hopefully he doesn't watch it. Uh, yeah, is this Putin? Has uh, Putin got the nukes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. it's, uh, they, his propaganda, like the state news propaganda said that it was like a 500 nuke situation, which seems dramatic. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's wild because, you know, there's a lot of misinformation. And I who knows what to believe. A lot of shit talking, too. A lot of trash talk. A lot of trash talk from who? Uh, just uh, like just Putin himself a little bit, and uh, like the propaganda, like the, the their state news, um, world leaders in general. Not a whole lot going on. The Ukrainian guy like shot back at us because we're like, oh, we'll come get you because they're gonna assassinate him. He's like, nah. He's like, I don't need a ride. He's like, I need ammunition. <laughs> All right. Wants that artillery. Yeah, no, he's not going down without a fight. Yeah, got to. It's kind of weird how it's being talked about over here. It's kind of being talked about like Baylor versus Texas. It's just very casual conversations about war. I don't, I don't know if I like that. I don't know if war. I mean, I just, I just choose not to. I just choose not to talk about it with anybody. I don't know anything either, so that helps. Right, well, no, that's I, I concede that as well. I know shit. I know jack shit about it. But it's what I do see from, well, like the news is one thing, but like when I do see from other, just anybody mentioning it, it just seems like it's very casual talk about war. It's well, it's casual. trendy. It's, it's very trendy right now. Which, again, war should not be like trendy. It should, it's, you know, people are getting killed. Um, it is people who are in a lot of danger. And, uh, you know, you don't want to be in Ukraine right now. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, it's just it's very it's very odd. Um, if you see, well, it's like, the first it's the first war in the history of social media. <laughs> yeah, lucky us. Do you see, I mean, not not including like anything in Afghanistan. First war to start in the age of social. Well, and like in Europe, it's crazy that it's actually in Europe. Um, have you partaken in any of the protesting that's going on? Have you dumped your Russian vodka? Uh. Let me think. What do I have in the house? I have Tito's in the house, which is American, yeah, American made. Yep. Um, 
I don't think I ever buy Russian vodka. Oh, well, you know they know what they're What's doing. Russian? Like Stoli? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, what is um Absolute is that Russian? No, absolute's not Russian. Absolute feels uh like Polish. Mm, Polish is good. Vodka. It might be American. It might be American. I was thinking about the ad campaigns. It might it might be American. Smirnoff? Is that Russian? Smirnoff sounds Russian. Oh, absolute Swedish. Oh, Swedish is good vodka too. Svedka, that's a good that's a Swedish vodka, good stuff. Sweden's like neutral, right? They're just kind of like chilling. Yeah, as far as I know, they're doing, yeah. I don't know if I agree with that line of protesting. Actually, no, I, I know I don't agree with that line of protesting. Dumping oh, vodka. just like nothing Russia? Yeah, like dumping the vodka and stuff. I mean, this is all, it's already in the shelves. It's not, you know, you're not going out and, like, yeah, I can understand not going out and just like, being, all right, I'm not going to buy something that's made in Russia. But, um, I mean, dumping stuff you already have in your house, I, doesn't, I, don't, I don't get that. Just drink it. That's, yeah, no, that's insanity. People like bar, bar owners doing it, it's crazy. Bar owners have done, I don't buy that. I think that's like for show. They're like, if, they're, if, it's, on, if it's on video, if there's any video of that, that's them like refilling a Russian bottle with water. <laughs> like, come on, times are too tough. Times are way too tough to be dumping. Like, just take the Russian shit, put it in an American bottle, and it's all the same. That's probably that's probably accurate. That's true. And on top of it, they didn't really they didn't even declare war with us. I mean, yeah, they talked some shit and threatened us, but they didn't do anything. Like I don't know that. Uh, I'm not, I'm also not like a boycott guy. Like I don't care. Well, what is a boycott going to do? I mean, obviously it's not good. I think I, I saw one bar owner. He's like, "There's nothing, you know. I I know it doesn't do anything. I know that that Vladimir's not going to pull out of Ukraine because of me. But uh, it's a least it's a little I can do. I'm like, it's not it's not doing anything. It's it's just meaningless. You got to turn the news. Yeah, you're not That's doing little. Is. You're doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the little you're doing is actually equates to nothing. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't quite understand the, the, the whole, um, I don't know, just like for show, look at me. Look, 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 I disagree with this. And I, now I get a little attention. I don't love it. At also, all. a lot, a lot, a lot of reason I've always been anti-boycott is because you're kind of spiting yourself on a boycott. You're always, yeah. you're always taking away something that you enjoy doing. Like, oh, I'm going to boycott my favorite team. Well, I mean, you're, just, you're kind of taking away one of the few things you enjoy in life, you know? Just like pouring vodka down the drain. Ludicrous. I would drink that vodka in honor of those in danger in Ukraine. Like, we're going to, they're going to, they're going to take care of these Russian fucks and uh, we're going to drink their vodka. Exactly. And I'll spite you, drink. You said there's a spite. You see a reason to, to spite drink? There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, spite drink. Yeah. We, that's great. Great call. Great callback. Yeah. The spite <laughs> drink. And I'll, I'll just be the, you know, it's pretty obvious thing is that this war, or most wars, are products of the government have nothing to do with like the people of of the land like i don't think russian people are in the streets cheering for invading ukraine like yes finally we're attacking ukraine i don't think that's going on in russia no because then it, it, it probably if i was russian like civilian yeah i'd be like now one of, now we're at risk yeah yeah like boys in the hood yeah exactly now one of us is gonna get shot now one of us is gonna get shot <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. um, That's it. That's all I got on uh, on war I'll, games. I'll boycott. I'll boycott Russian cuisine. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Is that pierogies? Oh yeah, I'm not going to do that. I like pierogi. We have a pretty good pierogi spot. I'm actually go. I might actually go to that place to show my support for Russian America. Stand in unity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I couldn't. I couldn't think of anything that was Russian food wise. Oh, pierog- pierogies are Polish, not Russian. Oh. Yeah. I confuse. I think it's because of vodka. I confuse the Polish and the Russians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still oh, snow. Go- a lot of snow. There's a lot of snow in Poland. I believe, uh, I don't know. Not as much as Russia. A lot of skis in the last name. A lot of well, skis. Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah some right? skis. That's... Yeah. You got one. That's a lot it. of skis. That's all I got. Walensky. Their skis are S K Y, I think. What's um? Walensky. Walensky, isn't that uh, Dan Aykroyd and Tommy Boy? The Polish uh, king of uh, the fuck uh, is it? Uh, you're, you're messing up two different movies here because you're doing uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh, you're, doing, yeah. you're doing the Sausage King of Chicago. Sa- same, uh, yeah. And uh, same city. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the Polish, the uh, Sausage, the uh, Sausage King of Chicago is um, wow. What is his name? Hank From. Abe Froman. Abe. Fr- I, I almost got I it. I had to like. I don't know that. how you went from A to B there, but it worked. <laughs> Hank from. It's like playing like Pictionary or Charade or something. You just start blurting out shit and it comes. Yeah, Pictionary with your own brain. That's amazing. Abe from. Abe from. So, so no, <laughs> no ski there. No. Uh, and then what was Dan Aykroyd and Tommy Boy? Can you do? Can he you, was. Uh... Can you maneuver that one? Can you charade? Slash Pictionary, that one in your head? It was something. Zelensky. Uh, oh, Ray Zelensky? Zelensky Auto Parts. Z yeah. with a Z, I think. Ray Zelensky? Ray sounds right, but we might be thinking of Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's true. Ray Zelensky. Yeah, made for the mm, working man because that's who I am. That's who I care about. They, just, they always use his, his last name. They just go, oh, we're going to see Zelensky. I can't yeah. think of his first name. Yeah, Ray might be a product of the Ghostbusters. All right. Zelensky. There you go. Zelensky Auto Parts. Well, Walensky, Zelensky. A lot of skis is uh, where we land on that. Um, yeah. Do you, do you, are you offended that he threatened uh, the West? And it's, it's closer to hit California, by the way, than it is to hit us if you were to be launching missiles from Russia. Um, you know, this isn't he doesn't have missiles in Cuba that we know about right now, or anything like that. He threatened California. We just threatened the West, like us, us being the West, not West Coast of America. Just like oh. he just threatened Western leaders. Um, that basically he would rain a shitstorm upon us that we have never seen. If we got involved in the war, uh, yeah, I don't know if it was if we got involved or if we interfered or what. I what exactly the exactly we need to do to get nuked i don't know you offended i gotta knock on i gotta knock on wood when i make this statement but uh like we've been hearing about nuclear war threats i feel like forever like when's somebody gonna fire 
have we ever? I mean, we've it's been passed around. We've talked about it. I don't know if we've ever had a serious threat, and I don't know how serious this threat is. He put his uh, whatever. Like I if he it. did fire one off, would our guys be able to just like shoot it, shoot it out of the fucking air? I really don't know. I really don't know. I mean, they say they have like this high tech stuff, but on the other hand, like you see pictures of their tanks. I'm not sure I feel like what we tanks. pay in. Ta- I feel like what we pay in taxes. <laughs> if a nuclear missile is heading for like this country, our what we pay in taxes, like that shit should be shot down. Like a you fucking virus so. attack. Uh, then I'll, uh, I won't complain. Uh, I won't complain about it. If we're if we're hoping that we handle a nuke as well as handle the uh, virus, we're in fucking. Uh, I meant more like a vi- like a Norton on your computer, not fucking <laughs> COVID. Yeah, I hope we don't. I hope we handle it a little better than that. <laughs> yeah, geez, I feel bad. I felt. I said in the beginning that uh, I was a mask. If if, if uh, missiles heading this way, everyone throw your masks on. Hide under the desks. That's what I they did in the fifties, right? Sixties under the missile crisis. Under the desks, yeah. I hope that the Sunday poor curse doesn't uh, doesn't extend to foreign politics and war games. Because I said I just said earlier that I was fairly certain he wouldn't launch nukes, but now maybe the odds swing in their favor because I fucking reverse Sunday poor jinx. Yeah, I don't know. He's a you know he's a Bond villain. Yeah, he's insane. He's insane. Legitimately insane. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, oh, yeah, but no, let's, you know, what, are, are you offended that he, that's what I want to get back to. Are you offended that he oh. uh, threatened Western civilization, basically? No, this is just kind of what, like, a Russian leader does. I mean, I don't know what, it's just... Sure. It'd be it'd, it'd be weird if he was nice to us. Like I don't even I don't know how to. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Rock, you know, Rocky did his best. He cooled things off for a while. Maybe we need to make another Rocky. Yeah, know. 30, 35 years or so. Yeah. Cold ended the Cold War, and now mm-hmm. here we are now. Yeah. Back to back. Uh, maybe to that's the next next Creed movie. I don't know. They did that already. They already had Creed with uh, Drago. They did. They did. It was basically a remake of Rocky Four, but. <laughs> They're out. They're out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what the State of the Union is going to be all about? It's going to be uh, a lot of Ukraine, Russia. I would. Um, I would guess they would mention it, but he can't. I mean, he can't just key in on that. I think we'll probably talk talk up COVID. Um, whatever they want to swing the success to be, they'll talk about that. Declare no more masks. Burn all your masks. Well, yeah, they already said no masks for the State of the Union, so there won't be a. Mask oh, he thinks he's building. gonna like be like a federal. Well, just no masks. The, well, no, just like in the building. I don't know, like the government itself. Oh, okay. Um, so I think it'll be COVID successes. Uh, I don't know. He's got. He's got to do something. I talk a little bit about the economy because people are not happy about gas prices and shit like that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure, talk one, guess. I'm sure I'll talk a little bit about the this war and not taking any guff from a guy like uh, – the thing is with Biden, man, it's just tough listening to that guy talk. Really tough. Listen to him talk. Too old. But, yeah. Too old. Yeah. Yeah, and that he'll, he'll kind of go from like <laughs> – he'll kind of go from like the Sleepy Joe thing 
to to like Joe Joe Biden from like ten years ago, where he's kind of snippy. He gets like a little bit of wisecrack in there. Yeah, and, like and someone like go, electrocuted him up his ass or something. Right. And like, yeah, look at this wise guy over here. And then I'll go back to being like, then he'll go back to teleprompter. Reach right? back for his fastball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, he's just tough to listen. I mean, Trump was tough to listen to for completely different reasons, but I, Biden is not easy to listen to either for his own reasons. Uh, yeah. Dude, I, just, just, just I, can't, I can't watch those things. You know, they're just fucking, I, they talk forever. I hate the State of the Union so much. It's just, it is just political uh, theater, right? And like one side standing up and applauding, other side is like protesting, sitting down, arms crossed, like, what the fuck? It's theater, but it's like some like, you know, 12 person like poetry reading theater. It's not even like Broadway. Yeah, no, I'd almost rather watch that poetry. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's just, I don't know. There's something so corny about it. I feel like the thing would be over in like 20 minutes if no one stood up. No pauses and shit. Yeah, let's just get through this. Come on. That's what I would do. If I was president, I'd be like, all right, we're going to bang this out. I'll be out of here in 15, all right? Let's go. We got right. a cocktail. We got a cocktail party to go to. There's a war going on. You don't need to hear me fucking talk. All right, economy, bang. Do this. COVID, bang. There it is. All right, you fuckers over here trying to steal elections, bang. Let's do that. You guys, the white supremacists over there, bang. Addressed. Ukraine, bang. Addressed. Yeah, it, it gives the media something to talk about for a little bit, you know. Yeah. Break down the State of the Union piece by piece. I'll keep busy for a week. Oh, Kornacki will be on, I'm sure, <laughs> because they got the what do you call it? Are coming up the midterms. Uh, midterms are coming up, so Kornacki will be around. Yep. Yeah, buckle up. The the machine that keeps on moving. Yeah. Unlike ba- unlike baseball, not moving. There's no movement. Um, you know, did you hear that the owner said there, or Major League Baseball said that they'd be okay, um, or they're prepared to miss, not okay with, but they're prepared to miss a month of games? Who's prepared? Major League Both sides? No, no, Major League Baseball itself, not players. Okay, so the owners. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the way it looks like it's heading. I, I don't know. I haven't really given it. The only time I think about it is sometimes I put Sports Center on at the gym with no sound, and they show Tony Clark getting out of his car. He's got that stupid long white beard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but he bothers me. Because he's not doing Just anything. The sight of him. He's not doing anything helpful. But the owners are the evil ones here. I've come to that conclusion. They're really just the evil ones here. They are not budging on anything, basically. Um, <laughs> I guess they have, I guess a big thing was, so like the service time thing where it's like 171 games or something, 172 games makes it a full season. Uh, And I think whatever, it's, it's like you get five seasons under team control, but one full season is like 172 or one full year is 172, so it's five years. So, like, Chris Bryant, his rookie year, played 171. He appealed. Right, okay. So it didn't count as a full year. didn't count as one year. What do you talk about? That includes the playoffs? No, I don't know. I, don't, I think it was his regular season. I don't know. All right, so one, all right, 161. 
No, no, no. No, 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 no. Like for like your year. That's why all these guys are held back a month. Or yeah. Whatever. So he so he only played like what did I say, one forty one? Oh, okay, one forty one. All right, yeah. Yeah, what I said. Oh, said one step. My mistake. Yeah, so that's what they're ar- that's what they're arguing about. Like how, one of what? no, that's one of the one of the many things. So here's what happened. So, so they wanted that they wanted that rule to go away. So, you know, they, these teams could not take control of players' careers, you know, from the get go, and just manipulate the time and stuff like that. So Chris Bryant, when he when he did it, he appealed, and uh, the judge ruled in favor of the Cubs. So okay. You can't appeal. You you could play the the exact number below the number of games, and it still does not count as a full year. Um, they have waived that rule now, but only if you finish top two in rookie of the year voting. <laughs> so, oh. two, so two people, I guess, two people in each league, will, will now get that one seventy one, whatever. If they play one seventy one or play one fifty, like it'll be. Or sorry, one forty-one or one thirty, or one twelve, whatever. I think that then that'll count as like a full year. But everybody else, all right. So they got they got to come top two in order to it, right. in order for it to count as a full season. Right. It just feels like the owners don't give a shit, man. And I feel like the problem the problem is I know we should talk baseball post post game, but I'll I'll tell you this: baseball owners feel like this thing is something that will never die, and that. That is a serious flaw in their thinking, I think. It is a fatal flaw in their thinking. I feel like if the longer this goes, it's going to give more people the reason that are on the, on the edge to be like, no, fuck it. I really, like, baseball is not in a place it was even in 94. Like, this is a completely different time from 94. I feel like they, it, is, it is a sport that is declining in popularity. Um, the fan base is getting older. And they're doing nothing to make the game more interesting at all. And it, everything that's being fought about right now is money and nothing about, nothing about improving the game. And that, I feel like, is a fatal flaw. These, these owners, man, they are greedy fucking slobs. And they're, they're, I, I wonder what it would take to fully kill the sport, though. Like, I think that, and I don't know, because 94, I'm a little kid at the time, but Baseball, we always say it's regional. Yeah. So, you know, if we come out of this and, uh, I don't know, the season doesn't start until July or whatever, and then we have another, like, 60-game COVID season, I still feel like if your team is there in the end, in the LCS or the World Series, like, they're going to sell out and they're going to do big crowds. Unless it's a shitty small market like Tampa Bay or – you know, somewhere else in Florida, Miami, you know, that doesn't really do too well. I do think it's regional enough. Like, you know, you look at after 94, then they say steroids saved baseball, which, all right, you know, specifically McGuire and Sosa in 98. You know, if you look back at, like, the Yankees in the World Series in 96 or the Braves in the World Series in 95, they were drawn, and the fans were into it. Oh, yeah. Maybe nationally, the Sosa McGuire home run chase kind of mm-hmm. rejuvenated the sport. Um, but I feel like as baseball fans, we kind of live in like a little bit of a bubble mm-hmm. until we get to October. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it would take for the actual sport to fully just go by the wayside and just well, die. 
Well, I don't know. I think they're just going for more. I don't think it'll die. I think it's just for more trouble down the down. I think it'd be like a slow, but not never a complete death. Like you're going to see like those small market teams. Like oh, maybe, well, maybe not because I think a lot of this has to do with the revenue sharing. And I think the the, the way the the sport is set up, teams like Pittsburgh and Baltimore can can suck and still make money. Can still not draw and still make money. So I think yes. So I think that, that that's not gonna you know maybe I'm misguided by the the death of the sport, but the death of the interest of the sport. I mean, people aren't going to go to Pirates games. People aren't going to go to Baltimore games. I mean, Baltimore maybe they have a couple up and coming guys, um, that catcher. I forget a couple other guys. It's been a while since I've brushed up on um, the Orioles farm system. I know they have a catcher that's coming up. That's supposed to be pretty good. Um, yeah, well, uh, he begins with an R. Yeah. Rough Schreider. It's like German or some shit. I don't know. That's not Rolensky? No. Nah. Uh, <laughs> Ray Zelensky, by the way. It was Ray. Ray, all right. Uh, he's a great Ray. He's a very he's a he's a he's a dignified Ray. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think it'll just be yeah, it'll be like a slow and painful kind of realization that you can't like succeed in certain places and somehow somehow those shitty teams are gonna just drag down the the teams that do make money and maybe we'll maybe we'll see teams kind of I mean this is like ten years five ten years down the line I guess you'd wonder if you saw a team kind of dismantle an owner just wouldn't want to or you'd hope you get another owner like Steve Cohen come in to Pittsburgh and like yeah let's re, let's bring Pittsburgh back to the glory days we are family or something and maybe trying to save them I, I don't I don't know I just it 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 feels like just the fact that the sport is not being improved anyway, that uh, really ignoring even the even the diehard fans they kind of ignore. So I mean, it's it's tough to. Well, baseball has always been a sport where I feel like even the big time teams, when they're bad, like they're not going to draw late in the season. Yeah, dog days of August, like the Yankees didn't draw in the early nineties. Yeah, even looking like the mid nineties, and maybe this like furthers the point of like how what effect uh, the strike has but like 95 you see empty seats mm-hmm. um so i think i actually think that the postseason format i mean it's terrible from a competitive standpoint because you're letting half the league in the playoffs mm-hmm. but i think what they're trying to do is keep as many teams in it throughout a season you're you know eight games under 500 you could talk yourself into being in it and maybe they think that'll boost attendance i don't know if that works but I think that they're trying to – they're viewing it as how can we make more money and more playoff teams equals more, more teams in the pennant race, more playoff games. They're, they're looking at it from a financial standpoint, even though it kind of hurts. Like, I hate the NBA playoff format. Too many teams make it. You know, NHL is fun because it's hot goalie. But still, it's like it's a lot of teams when you're letting half the league in and it waters down the regular season. But I know – I see where they're coming from, from like a business standpoint. Well, yeah, I mean, they have guaranteed money from ESPN if they have the 14 teams. So, I mean, that's like, that's written in stone. So if they, if they, if they make that happen, they have guaranteed $100 million coming from ESPN. Um, no problem. But wouldn't you rather, I mean, just as a fan, wouldn't you rather that they improved it by, I don't know, like, if this, if there's no salary cap, there's no salary floor. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't you want to make the teams more competitive or give them incentives to be more competitive rather than just widen widen the net of who is deemed competitive just based on, you know, who, who can make the playoffs. So like now a team that might be 
six games out of a playoff spot might have that last playoff uh, or maybe 10 games out of the last, last playoff spot now has a shot at the playoffs. And, uh, you know, so they're non-competitive one year, competitive this year. But wouldn't you rather they had incentive other than just, oh, there's a wider net, maybe we'll get lucky and get in? Yeah, but they're, they're trying to be more like the other sports is what they're doing. They're trying to be like the NBA, like the NHL, where all these teams get in. And a little bit, and a little bit similar to, I know it's maybe not a, a great comparison, but similar to March Madness, where you have a lot of teams, you know, a lot of games going on on the same day. You know what I mean? If you have fourteen teams make it, you have like five games in one day. Those best of threes, you're gonna have to stack the games. Mm. You know, I think they're just trying to. They're just trying to. No, I know. I know what they're trying to do. I'm just saying, like, just as a fan, I'd rather they. I'd rather they gave teams incentive to be better. Like, so Pittsburgh doesn't have this prolonged time of just sucking. And, uh, you know, when was the last time the Mariners were any good? Like, this, this past year they were good, and they're trading, they're trading like their best relief pitcher at the trade deadline. Right. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Like, right, it's crazy. Um, you know, then, and there's other – like, the Cubs were terrible for a long time, and then, then they won – you know, they basically – were the worst in the league, and then they won the series because this kind of this thing kind of worked. But they had to like, like the draft picks and stuff like that. Like so, the whole that process kind of worked for them and the Astros. But they were like you know twelve win teams, or whatever you know twelve and one fifty, <laughs> you know. So, so you're saying there should be a minimum? You want there to be a minimum cap, minimum well, I, salary? I think that's I think that's something. I, don't, I think it's something that's not going to happen. I'm just saying I'd rather see something that increase these other teams potential rather than just say well it's wide in the net and keep every team as is and if they want to take a shot at one of the seven in their league they can go for it um i don't i don't think that i mean yeah you're right keeps a, a couple of fan bases interested longer than they might be but uh i mean you're gonna know if your team sucks so there's no chance to make it and we've been yankee fans for a long time and they've been wild they've been the wild card team in the past, you know, uh, like the last years of A-Rod and shit like that, we just know, like, they're not competitive. They're not going to do anything when they get to the playoffs. They're going to get shut down by anybody. They throw at them. And you're going to get the same, it's gonna be the same thing. It's going to be it's, – it's, you're getting excited. Either you're getting excited for nothing or you're not getting excited because you know better. Yeah, they, these the people in charge, they want it to be more of a crapshoot, you know, like that March Madness – vibe where oh this team you never know no, it's not, I, don't think, I don't think i think i think you're thinking too much i actually i think it's really just about the money i don't think it has anything to do with they want it to feel like this or that or right know, it all comes yeah. down to the money but I they're think, gonna they're gonna sell you on yeah more well, teams making it more baseball yeah which is bullshit uh, right i agree right yeah and i'm 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 not one to say say no to more baseball but i mean we don't need more baseball in October. We had plenty of baseball in October. We had, you know, with the wild, with the advent and the wild card, and and the divisional round, that was probably the most baseball you can have in October, and the best amount, and the best quality baseball you could have in October. Right, but there's always gonna. I mean, they're never gonna get rid of teams in the playoffs. It's always gonna be expansion is always gonna be up for grabs. And yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Like, there's no point in even 
fighting it. Like it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't for I wasn't for the the extra wild card team. I thought it was fine the way it was. Now yeah. it is what like now we've gotten used to it the last ten years. Now they're going to add two more teams in this league. It's just going to keep getting crazier and crazier. You know, look, I'm going to spitball a crazy idea I just kind of had, and uh, it's not even worth really getting deep into. But I wonder if there is a a scenario or if there's a or an idea here. So the season ends like Labor Day, all right? And September yeah. is some kind of tournament for the playoffs. Like, I don't know if, like, teams are eliminated. Um, I don't know if, like, I don't know if October is just that. But September baseball, to me, historically, is extremely boring unless you have, like, a pennant rate situation. Uh, either you're in it, you're in the playoffs, and you're just kind of setting up, or you're out of the playoffs, and it's terrible. But I wonder if ending the season on like Labor Day, and then there is, I don't know if you want it, if it's like, if it's half the teams are eliminated, um, and half the teams stay in, and then there's some sort of tournament, um, maybe giving the best teams, you know, like a shoe in at the to the playoffs, and it's just kind of, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but then you then you get to get through that September tournament. And then that gets you into actual October, and then it would be, and then you could do the divisional round championship, World Series. I don't know if there's something like that. I don't know if there's any life in something like that. Again, not worth. Nobody's listening to us um, with these ideas, so it's bullshit and it's nonsense. But I wonder if there's some kind of. Then you're talking about a real long postseason. If you're going September and October, you're September. I wouldn't could start a football. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider September. Um, postseason though i'll consider it like the tournament to get into the postseason so to, to, you shorten you shorten the regular season but you got to do well i guess it's like 140 something like that to get 144 maybe i don't know um to get there or maybe you go a little bit into september and do like the 154 i guess that would be deeper into september but whatever yeah. it is well whatever it is i mean like i said this is just a stupid idea i'm just kind of throwing it at the wall right now and then whatever the whatever the format of the tournament is, I mean, you have to think of something that's plausible that doesn't screw over the teams that have you know the most wins through Labor Day. Um, maybe like you eliminate a couple teams. Maybe in September, like if you like, let's let, let's say you go by record in the first. Let's see if you if you're playing thirty games in September, maybe it's not a tournament. Maybe you just. You go and you play, and you play within your league. So you eliminate half the half the league, right? Something like this. Eliminate half the league. Yeah. And you reschedule for the remaining half of the league. Um, if you lose X amount of games, your season's over. That sounds like it's ridiculous. It's crazy, but uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not doing anything worse than Major League Baseball is doing right now. Um, like once you lose a certain amount, you're out. You know, and then highest best record at the end of September gets whatever seed or whatever you know whatever it is. Then the teams you eliminate are losing games, so you're gonna they're not, they're never gonna want to take games nah, off the I schedule. No, I know. I guess one sixty two we're stuck with. 162. I mean, I'd be fine. I'd be fine going to one fifty four or one fifty one forty five. I'd be fine with that, but yeah, you know, it's all about expansion. Football, they added a game. It's like they're never gonna go backwards. These sports, yeah. 
let, let, let me say, let me let me say something. Um, if you have any solutions to fix baseball, get them out now. Because I think we got I had to put a ban after that idea. I had to put a ban on fixing baseball ideas. Because well, they might be fun to talk about. It can really get you nowhere. <laughs> I mean, I don't like. This game is the game. I, you know what I mean? I'm not into like, like I I, I like the sport and I, I understand its flaws, but I mean, you know, either watch it or don't. Like, and I know they don't have that, you know, luxury to be like fuck off if you don't like baseball. But I could say it. I'm not. No, I don't. I don't. I don't mean the sport. I mean like the the the, the form. Like the sports a sport. Yeah, between the lines is between the lines. But I just mean. Uh... Like trying to like figure out the right format for the season and playoffs. Oh, I mean they're just gonna get crazy with it. I, I can't even like I can't even get into that because it's just gonna get crazier and crazier. Yeah, picking opponents and shit. Oh, that's like, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. But I don't know. They they're trying to think outside the box. They're trying to. I don't know, trying to cater to the younger fan, I guess. I, I really – I don't know. And, you know, they figure they already have the older fan, like, kind of locked up. Yeah. I don't know. I really – I really – I really don't know. Well, the other baseball like, news today <laughs> the – other, the other baseball news today was Jeter is out of Miami. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, kind of out of nowhere. Um, well, I, I did hear Sweeney Murdy talking with Tiki and Tierney, and he said that there were rumblings uh, that, like, it w- that wasn't going to be his end-all, be-all. Like, he wasn't going to be there forever. Yeah. Like, he had one foot out the door, I guess. Like, I, I never really gave it too much thought. Is Jeter going to be the owner of the Marlins till he's, like, 80 <laughs> years old? And he's sitting there like, you know, Art Rooney? Like, I don't know. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it definitely came out of nowhere. I don't know. He's uh, upset with upset with the Miami Marlins. I mean, tough franchise to take over. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was. He also had a hand in trading all their best players and all the kind of shit. Um, probably traded a couple. We the only trade I had a problem with that he made was Yelich. That was probably the bet bad one. But like Stanton and D Gordon, I thought were. Guys, you had to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it like? What do you think his next move is? I don't know. He owns the Athletic Jeter. Is that his? Is that no? His he thing? owns uh, the Players Tribune. Oh, that's what I meant. Players Tribune. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. He sounds like a guy who wouldn't be content just doing nothing. But I mean, it is on the table. He doesn't have to do anything. That doesn't seem like him, though. You're right. It doesn't it, seem like it him. It doesn't seem like him. Like, but he could just be, you know, stay-at-home dad, which I don't know, wife and three daughters. Like, I, I would think he's gonna have one foot out the door as soon as he gets home for a long weekend, you know. <laughs> um I don't know. Does he, you know, he always said, even when he was playing, like, I'd like to own a team one day. Yeah. So does that mean he tries to, you know, get part ownership of another team, maybe a different sport? Like A Rod owning the Timberwolves, like I'm not sure, but I mean the guy could do basically whatever he wants. He's, uh, you know, he's got a lot of options. Yeah. What? 
Is TV, do you see TV in this guy's future at all? Oh, no way. Because there's a lot of rumblings about, not a lot, I just want to a few hours, but I saw rumblings about going to ESPN. No way. That would, ugh, I wouldn't, I would not be happy with that. I don't want Jeter to be a talking head on ESPN. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for the guy's personality, how he's been. He's never given anything more than he had to. Whenever he opened his mouth, very calculated and very thought out. And, uh, yeah, go, going on and going on to it. these idiots on Twitter talking about him, like, going to ESPN? I don't even know where I saw it, man, to be honest with you. It's probably Twitter, you know, but I don't know if it was just like ESPN made an offer or well, I don't know, or ha- there's an opportunity or whatever. I don't know. ESPN just throwing stupid money around uh, right now. <laughs> I feel like he's too big. He's a, he's, he just owned a baseball team. I know it was the Miami Marlins. Well, he just owned a baseball team. Like it almost feels like a a demotion. Now you're gonna go do Wednesday night baseball or something, or baseball yeah. tonight. Yeah, you can't. He can't have him on. It makes it, it doesn't even make sense. It wouldn't make wouldn't make sense to have him on. Yes. No, especially since he. I'm pretty sure he hates the Yankee organization, like the current regime. Oh, yeah. um, it would make more sense for him to do like MLB Network. Yeah, but I don't. I still don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, so so so, also that's good. I mean, you brought the Yanks, but I guess there's really no chance of him going back to the organization as long as, as long as uh, Cashman's there. I don't see it happening, and I don't like. I just Jeter with the Yankees. I'm hoping he comes back for Old Timers Day at some point. I don't know if it's going to be this year or. Mm -hmm. Because I knew he wasn't – like, when he was owning the Mars, just didn't feel like he was going to do it just because he wanted to kind of keep his playing career and his current career separate. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like Jeter was like, once he retired and, you know, he kind of went away for a little bit and then he bought the Marlins and he was just doing his thing down there. You know, even when the Marlins came – I think they came for a two-game well, two game set this past year or two years ago, whenever it was, in Yankee Stadium, he didn't show up. Right, he's well, like yeah. he, I think I feel like he's trying to be like the guy. He doesn't want to be the, uh, you know, the thirty-year-old college guy who's still like going back to the frat house. Yeah, yep. go <laughs> hanging out at the college bars. Like mm-hmm. he, he doesn't want to be that guy. All right, I think. Yeah, I mean, part of it. I mean, a big part of it's probably animosity with the uh, with you know Cashman and the organization. But I do think he's very. Uh, like very conscious, very image conscious of like, all right, this is the new Yankees now. Let them do their thing. I'm doing my thing, and it's just like a clean, it's a clean break. My playing career is over, and this is different now. Uh, I'm guessing we'll see something soon, like within a mo- like couple months. I'm gonna say under like six months, we'll see something from him, whatever it's gonna be, because the Players Tribune came out. I mean, to me, it felt like right after, maybe before the next baseball season, after he retired. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but in my mind, that's what it felt like. And then uh, eventually the thing, I forget, you know, and then it's been five years with with the Marlins. Five um, years already, yeah. So, I, you know, that that, that, I probably would, wasn't too, I, that probably wasn't too long after that then. It was probably a year after retirement then? Two years maybe, 2016, 17. I, I could I, see him getting a job in Major League Baseball before I saw him doing anything as an analyst or commentator. 
Yeah, I don't think he walks out there with no plan though. I don't I don't think I don't think today he's going home being like, Oh, what do I do next? Throwing darts at the wall. I think he knows exactly what he's gonna be going for. I think we'll be I think we'll know sooner than later. He's gotta move, yeah. But I could see I could see him getting some sort of front office job with baseball. I mean Tory saw the job with with baseball, right? I mean he's already got an in right there. What's Tory? Tory's huge. Like what I don't even know what his title is. Yeah, I don't love what Tory's done because he he I think Tory was uh he was the guy behind getting the slide rule at second base. So you can't like slide into the guy, you can't break up double plays anymore. And there's oh, no that, there's that no happened? and no vicinity rule. And also you can't run the catchers anymore. I'm pretty sure those are both Tory. <laughs> Under his watch. Yeah, I don't yeah. I'm not even sure what his title is, but I like I, I would see Jeter doing something like that before. He's he's like he's too big for TV. Yeah, I agree. Way too big. And I know like his like A Rod does TV, and like on paper A Rod's better player than Jeter, but just Jeter is just he's larger than like he holds a presence that A Rod doesn't. There's pro yeah. There's probably when you put it in those terms, there's no way in hell that he's doing something that A Rod is doing. So you could call the NBA. Yeah. Tell him not to not to wait for Jeter's calls, and you call ESPN. Tell him not to wait for Jeter's calls. <laughs> right, like A Rod should be A Rod should be as big as Jeter, if not bigger. But he's just like a clown. Yeah. Yes, and he thinks like he's, if you uh, if I had told you like A Rod and like his Seattle and Texas days, like what he would be doing now, like how he'd be perceived, you'd be like, how did that happen? Yeah, this guy should have been like Willie Mays. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It makes but no he, sense. He, but he's, he, he he's talks. Just, the guy's he thinks, an idiot. He thinks he's like Warren Buffett. I'm like, no, you made millions of dollars playing baseball. You didn't make, I mean, I'm sure you had decent investments, but you hired <laughs> yeah. people to make it. You weren't you weren't sitting there on the team plane, you know, reading over uh, what do you call it, like Barons and Wall Street Journal and shit like that. Yeah, you weren't doing the New York Times cross puzzle like uh, Mike Mussina. I mean, you're not you're not that bright, A Rod. Relax. A Rod, A Rod is stuck on on the uh, easy level of Sudoku. Come on. Yeah, he's cheating. Yeah, back yeah. of the book for the answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just uh, you're you're right. There's probably anything that A Rod is doing, Jeter is probably not looking at. I'm gonna guess. He's gonna go above and beyond. So one thing, yeah. Jeter is a Hall of Fame grudge holder, I believe. Oh, he's yeah, serious grudge holder. He's got part Sicilian in him for sure. Like he's, I think he might. He's he's got a, yeah. But apparently, like his inner circle is really hard to crack. And then once you wrong him, like you're done. Out. Yeah, you're out. You're out. Done. Um, I mean, A Rod is a perfect example. Like A Rod said something about him in an interview in like 2001. Yeah. Or 99, like. Teammates with him, and he hated him. Yeah, <laughs> like, Stanley has shared, yeah. shared the left side of the infield with him. Man. Yeah. Um, oh, he was an easy guy to hate, probably. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, but yeah, to me, that's just like seeing a guy for what he is and saying I'm not going to be associated with that kind of person. You know, I'm not going like to. On the I, surface, you'll make it look good, but like in your head, you're like, ugh. Yeah, like, whatever good comes out of being close to that guy can will always be outweighed by the bad. That's probably his thought. Like, I'm sure I can make a lot of money by being close to this guy. 
I'm sure there's some endorsements or whatever. I'm sure there's some good that could come out of it, but just being close to a guy like that, you're always asking for trouble. He's a fucking goof. And and always stabbing the back because he was looking out for himself and never looking out for, you know, the people around him, just for number one. Just just looking out for number 13. You know, yeah, you never know where you where you stand with a guy like that. Yeah, yeah you do, and it's not. It's like the it's like the Seacrest of uh, Major League Baseball. <laughs> it's cheesy and dick, you know. Uh, do you get excited at all? Or not excited, but do you, does it get your juices flowing at all, or any kind of way, seeing that there's going to be this big shuffle of uh, football talent or football like announcing talent? Aikman going to Monday Night Football looks like. Uh, ESPN might be going after Joe Buck for that role. Who's going after Buck? ESPN for Monday Night Football. Okay. I, but the, I was it, thinking about this. I, I was gonna. I meant to bring this up. I didn't make a note of it though. And I was mm-hmm. thinking about this like literally a couple hours ago when mm-hmm. I saw this and Buck and uh, Aikman too for ESPN. They want both of them. Well, they already, I think they already either made the offer to Aikman or Aikman already took it, but Aikman looks like he's in. This is my thing that I can't understand. So you have the NFL is king. Like, they could do no wrong, mm-hmm. right? It's the most popular sport by a mile. People love it. Off-season right now, people are probably – they can't wait for free agency to start in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Right? Why – are these networks so like, why are they throwing all kinds of money at announcers? I feel like they could put me and you in the booth and Twitter would probably like blow up and hate us. But like, what are these two idiots doing there? But they'd still watch. So oh, yeah. like as much, as good as like Al Michaels is, he's the best, you know, people love Buck, whatever. Um, people love Nance. Like those are the three big guys. I don't see, like it's Joe Buck going to get a better rating than Steve Levy, who I like Levy, but kind of an awkward broadcast with Levy and uh, Greasy and, and Riddick. Like, uh, maybe we're just thinking oh. of it. Oh. Like, I we're, we're was... sitting there on Monday when I mean, we do the show on Monday night, but, yeah. like, we're sitting here on Monday night no matter what and, and watching. Yeah. Are there people who are more likely going to watch because Joe Buck is there? I doubt it. I wonder if I, – I didn't even think about this until just now, but I wonder if ESPN is angling or is going to get more playoff games in the future, in which case they're going to need some, like, top-tier talent because you cannot go with, with yeah. Steve Levy to the playoffs. You just can't do it. Um, that wonder, wouldn't work. I wonder if that's part of it. Um, who, who ESPN had a playoff game this year. Who called it? Was it Levy? Uh, yeah, it had to be the one. Levy, did they get one or two in the wild card run? Levy definitely I think, just, I think it was just one. I think it was just one. Oh, so that's who it was. It was the Monday yeah. night guys. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I've sat through, I don't know how many different announcing teams on Monday night football. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never come down to the announcers why I turn the game on or off. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is for people. Like, I don't know. I can't get into the head of. Like, I know the diehard fan is, is watching. Um, I know, like, the person who's just going to watch, like, playoffs and Super Bowl, like, they're not watching Monday Night Football. Mm. The casual fan. I know the casual fan is watching on Sundays. And by casual fan, I mean, you know, a gambler. He's only in it for gambling mm-hmm. or fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. So that person – 
are they watching Monday night no matter what? Or are they watching just, you know, if it, their fantasy matchup is on yeah, the line? Yeah, quarter, their quarterback is playing, yeah, something like that. And are, and are they yeah. getting are, are they getting that person more likely to sit down and watch it if Joe Buck is doing it? Yeah, because I don't I, yeah. I just don't know why I I, I don't think the I've, as I've gotten older like I don't care about the announcement like I I tune it sure. out I tune I, it out. The other thing might be like Monday Night Football for a long time was a prestige job was a prestige event. Yeah. And it's fallen off a little bit. It's Sunday Night Football has taken over as the premier primetime game of the week. Well, I, what happened was, and I've heard people break this down, they just started getting good games again, Monday Night Football. Yeah, within the past two seasons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It was because uh, – I think I heard the part of my take guys talking about it. Why – who was holding a grudge? Was it Goodell? I forget the exact story, but they just started getting good games because it, it was rough there for a while, mm-hmm. some of the games they were mm-hmm. getting. Um, but they ha- but t- to me, I, it's football. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, no, I'm no, going to watch I, it no matter what. So why, why, why are they putting so but, much, but, just throwing money at these guys? But I, I, th- I think to that point is I think having a guy like – Ravage Levy. Now you have a guy like Levy. Levy. I see. That's one of the same. Um, a guy like Levy in the booth. It it makes it seem it seem because he's like an ESPN lifer. It seems kind of like I don't know. It seems kind of small time. I mean, it, this is like the Howard Cosell game to me. That's always what Monday Football has been striving for is to to recreate what like Cosell brought to it back before we were even fans of the game. Uh, I, I think it's just to to bring up its stature a little bit to maybe make it to, 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 to make it seem, I don't know what the ratings difference is between Sunday night football and Monday night football, but I'm sure that whoever's in, yeah. whoever's behind the other one wants to beat the other one. You know what I mean? So Sunday night football probably does better if I had to guess. I would guess as well. Yeah. I would, I would assume, I would assume so. Um, and it did feel like Monday night football growing up was a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, t- I don't know. I'm going to take a shot at ESPN, but like ESPN's broadcast sometimes just feels like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. No pun yeah. intended, obviously. That was a good, that was an acceptable <laughs> pun, though. Very good pun. If you meant it or not, it was an excellent pun. It wasn't meant, but. It, yeah, it, no, that's it, exactly it the point. Feels I was a little, to make, yeah. It feels a little ragtag. Yeah, I agree. And it's even worse in the past few years. The whole like, thing with Booger and like the, the, you know, the hokey uh, thing he was. They're dragging along the field on whatever the fuck that was. Booger mobile. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I, and I'm trying to think maybe if I'm romanticizing Monday night football as a kid, cause I was, I was younger. Yeah. I don't know. It was on ABC. Romanticize it. Yeah. Something about like ABC and Michaels and Gifford. Mm-hmm. Dan Beardorf. Yeah. Eh, oh okay. yeah. Frank <laughs> Allen, Dan. Frank and Allen, started. Dan with the song going. Yeah. yeah. ABC, which is yeah. like a network. Oh yeah, uh, that's television, which shouldn't make it. It shouldn't matter, but it just felt bigger. Yeah, yeah I that's it's probably that's probably an important part of it too is network versus uh, cable. Yeah, um, but yeah, but it's probably it's probably it's probably why they're willing to throw so much money. And Aiko's getting a shit ton of money, and I think it's either they're either going to go after Buck or Michaels. I think for Senate for I think Michaels. I, 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 I heard Michaels. I didn't hear Buck. Um, but it could be either one, I guess. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I think that's why. And they can make more than either one of them, which is crazy. But um, they just they want like an athlete as the face, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But again, I think I, and I'm all I'm all for it because I kind of like I kind of like uh, I don't know th- these places like jockeying for position, and I just want I'm switch it up. I don't care. Yeah. I just and I like Monday Night Football to be. Low premiere. I, get, I don't like when I don't as like when prestigious Monday prestigious as it can be. Right. I don't like when Monday Night Football gets shit on. It's not an ESPN thing. It's not a you know Steve Levy thing. And it's just like one yeah because I I like you just did a moment ago. I kind of romanticized what Monday Night Football should be, and I w- I wish it felt like more like an event. Um, I mean it is to us because like like you said we're here we're here every Monday. They're always locked in. We watch it to the end every fucking week on the show, and. Uh, I fucking like I live for that shit, but um, I don't. I just you know it doesn't have the same juice that it used to. Although this year, with the Manning cast and with us recording, um, yeah, I think, it's, sure. I think it seemed to give it a little more juice than usual. I think sometimes it's just too much football. You know, you have Thursday night football. Yes, I want. Is it easy to like tune Thursday night football out? Like I don't know because we also record on Thursdays. <laughs> uh, I, like, I, wonder, I think it all depends. I don't know. Like, I look forward to all the primetime football games. Yeah, I mean, it's there. You don't have to sit there and watch every minute, but mm-hmm. it's it's nice just having it. I mean, I, I could do without Thursday night football. Like, but, it, you know, I'm not going to say no to it either. I'm not going not gonna to protest it. Yeah, don't take it <laughs> you know, away. It's just, don't take it away at this point. Yeah. I mean, preaching player safety and making guys play on three days rest consistently. Yeah, but it is nice. I mean, it is nice to have the. Uh, I I liked it back in the day when you would you wouldn't get Thursday night football until I think uh, baseball was over. Yeah, yeah, that made that made sense. It was that was kind of a special event. It would have it would happen a lot less now. And you know, eventually they're going to try for like a Tuesday night. Yep, and that's really going to cheapen Monday night football. But it's just yeah. it's, it's what they do. That's what these sports do. They just they see a chance to make some money to add a different wrinkle here and there, and they just can't help it. You know, yeah. you're gonna get it though. I think we're definitely gonna get it Tuesday. Now, that's what this co- like they used COVID as an excuse to test that out. Yeah. Yep. Let's see how ratings are, and I'm sure they crushed. I'm sure the ratings were great. It was awesome. Tuesday it. night. Why wouldn't you watch football if it's there? <laughs> you know, the reason I liked the Tuesday football was because it was it was like on the fly. And it was like a little gift um, that we got for kind of putting up with all this COVID bullshit. And then I was like, I'll send you out Tuesday. Yeah, we'll, I'll take, so we'll take the Browns on Tuesday, sure. There was, yeah, there was a double – it wasn't a double header. They were both played at the same time. But it was Rams, Seahawks, and uh, Niners uh, – not Niners. Uh, uh, Gar- Guardian. I almost said Guardian. Commanders. Commanders <laughs> and Eagles. Washington, yeah, Flair, Washington, Flair, Washington football team. I don't care what everybody says. It was, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna call them the football team. Yeah. Are you gonna call the? Are you gonna call Cleveland the, uh, the Cleveland baseball team or baseball team? Yeah, may as well call them the baseball All right. team. All right, nice, good. And the names you get used to the names though. I, the only people who should really be mad about it are like fans of the team. Fuck, do you care about the Indians? I mean, I'm gonna call them Indians like for the next twenty years. Yeah, I mean, because it's in my brain, but like. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going to go to the games wearing the same shit they've had anyway. <laughs> right. Not like the fans if the football, if the football team shit. makes it to DPW, the helmet I'm putting out is the Redskins. <laughs> you don't have the one. I'm not, gonna, not getting a new helmet. 
You don't have the Washington football helmet? It's vintage, bro. Throwback. <laughs> For sure. All right. All right. That'd be great if they banned, like, redskin paraphernalia. You can't <laughs> turn it inside out at the door. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I have no problem burning uh, NFC East rivals shit, so just bring it, bring it on by. We're happy to burn your – Mark Brunel Redskins. Oh, Redskins. Jersey. There you go. All right. What do you think, Ed? That a show? Got anything I else? I think so. Plowed, right. plowed along. Yeah. We got through. Yeah. Well, thanks, uh, thanks, as always, for tuning in, listening to Sunday Poor. We'll be back here on Thursday. Uh, if, you know, there's not a, a nuke being set off in the near, uh, near uh, neighboring areas. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, talk to you guys later in the week. And if the nuke does hit, tw- Twinkies and cockroaches. That's it. That's yeah, bullshit, the Twinkie thing. You know that or no? Yeah, I mean, I just watched the Family Guy episode like yesterday. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. And you know the guy who invented Twinkies ate like three Twinkies a day and died when he was 88? Three Twinkies. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Guy put him back. Twinkies were never, yeah, Twinkies were never like my favorite snack, but it's, it's reliable. They're reliable. The, the Twinkie, it's just. Um, it just represents something unhealthy. That's all. It's delicious. It's like, yeah, it's. But it's just like, a, it's using an insult. Like, I love a fucking Twinkie. Yeah. It's almost like the, it's the official snack of America. Okay. It's like the bald eagle. Mm. Oh. Bald, that- bald eagle is not the best animal. Not your favorite, but it's just like it's pretty bad. Put the Twinkie should be Twinkie should be on a stamp. We should put Twinkies out at Fourth of July parties. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That'd be a good idea. All right, there you go. That's what we're doing. You know what? Memorial <laughs> Memorial Day, I'm bringing fucking Twinkies. Perfect. <laughs> I like I, it. I got a I got a little bit of a war story for you. I don't like you know talking gambling wins and losses. My put people to sleep it's almost as bad as talking uh talking about uh fantasy sports okay fantasy team no fantasy sports is far worse all right gambling stories are better so i got um i got a promotion on uh, i'm gonna stop saying it so it's, i'm not like promoting it but i got a promotion on my app right and it okay. was uh if you if you make if you make a same game part a same game parlay you get a free same game parlay so like whatever it was like 20 so you bet like the spread and the over well, that's not, that's not what I did. He's like 20 to get 20. So whatever. So I put like 25 um, on the first one, and it was uh, – I don't remember exactly what it was. I lost it. But the one with my own money, I lost. And it was, uh, it was on Saturday. It was NBA game on Saturday. And it was – shit, I don't remember who the fucking teams were. It was not important. I lost it. Um, and I got could two out some, of – Could have made some serious money on college Saturday. Two out of three. <laughs> I was, yeah, I, I'm, I'm iffy on betting college because I just feel like I don't know enough about it. Not that I know a lot about the NBA, but uh, I'm, I just I know more about the players than I do about college, so it's easier for me to put these things in. Um, all right, so again, I just did this because I had the the free parlay if I put it in parlay. So, okay, so I had Trey Young over nine and a half assists, Kevin Herter over – two three-pointers made 
and yeah. Trey Young over three three pointers made, um, plus three twenty. So Trey went like one for six from three. <laughs> Everything else hit. Um, Trey burned you. Trey burned me. Yeah. Well, he did. He got over nine and a half assists, so he nailed it there. So I lose, right? So I go in and put the bet in my free bet on Sunday, and I have Devin Booker over twenty-seven and a half points, Donovan okay. over three and a half assists, and Donovan Mitchell over twenty-seven and a half points for plus three twenty. I put it in. It, only to see that I hit the wrong fucking thing for Donovan Mitchell, so I had him under twenty-seven and a half. So I'm like, oh. Oh, fucking kidding me! So you, for some reason, you cannot reverse a same game parlay, even though I made it like early—not early, but I made it early in the day. The game was start till three. Or something Does like it that. let you cancel bets before you can cash out on straight bets? You cash out. You can cash out on straight bets like in the middle of a game. Like they'll give you right. like, the cash out stuff. But for this, I don't know. I, I emailed them because I was like, I fucked up. Like, is there anything I could do? And like, unfortunately, there's regulations. Like, all right, no problem. Like, maybe it's hopefully it'll hit because I'm fucking history of going two out of three in this kind of shit, whether it be a oh, yeah. at the track or anything. So sure enough, Booker nails over 27 and a half points. He had 20 points he had twenty points going into the fourth and ended up, I don't know if he was going into the fourth, but at some point in the fourth, he had 20. Against Utah. Against Utah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Going over 27 and a half. Donovan Mitchell over three and a half assists. Easy. Donovan Mitchell hit a hit. They were, Jazz were winning, and Donovan Mitchell hit a ridiculous, like, crossover three bank in to kind of seal it. 20, first 26 point. And didn't score after that. So I ended up winning oh. this one. So I won, I won the free bet. Because I had, because because I put it in wrong, <laughs> so that's the key. <laughs> to to yeah. not to just kind of blindly just look at the numbers and and guess which side to go. Don't even know. Don't it even happens. Think about it. People always have those stories, and I feel like they more times than not they actually hit. Yeah, you fuck up on a bet. Yep, you fuck up more often. I I remember I put in a wrong bet one time, but I can't remember the specifics, and I won. Nice. Can't remember the specifics though. Well, that's the thing. Like when you put in a number and you go like to play a lotto or something, you put in a number, they give you the wrong thing, you always keep it. You don't have to send it back because God forbid, like the number you didn't keep came out. Like, yeah, give me my number two, but I'll take that one. I pay the extra buck, or whatever. Yeah. So well, that's good. So now you got money. Now you have some capital to play with throughout the week. Uh, no, I, I lost so many fuck. I that's capital. I, that was uh, just trying to get into the black man. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Uh yeah, that was just nice to get a W under the belt again, get back in the get back into the winning ways. Yeah. Why did you have a tip? <laughs> you have a good one for Yeah, me? I was gonna I was gonna give you a game, maybe. I don't know. There's a game tipping off in fifteen minutes. Okay, what do you got? UCLA's traveling to Washington. UCLA's all banked up. Oh yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what's up with them. They're all fucked up. I feel like they could lose tonight. On the on the quarter, or you take this. You taking that eight and a half? I would. Uh, it's eight and a half. Yeah. I mean, I would probably take the. Uh, I'd probably take the eight. I could see. I could. I could see them losing. There's there's something <laughs> off about them right now. At UCLA. 
All right, I'll let you know. Good okay. tip. Good tip. What about Washington State, Oregon State? <laughs> Oregon State's the worst team in the country. What's the spread? Eight. Washington State's favored by eight. I mean, Oregon that's, State's that's, only, only plus 280. It's an eight-point spread. Oregon State is – I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can get – but part of me just wants to take the home team just because I value home court in college basketball more than any other sport, but they've won three games on the season, I think, Oregon State. Mm. I think they literally have the worst record in college basketball. Could be senior night or something, though. You never know. Could be. Let me, let me see. They were an Elite Eight team last year. Oregon State's upcoming schedule. Is this their last home game? Yeah, it is. They have two road games to finish it out. I mean, they just get killed. And they only lost by three to USC last Thursday. Could be worth a shot. The Washington, the Washington, Oregon State parlay. There's no way both of those hit, though. Asking for trouble. Oh, you say I just beat Oregon State by 40? Yeah, Oregon State's really bad. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. They gave the coach an extension in the offseason, too. Mm, the tough, that's gave tough him like a six-year extension. <laughs> Rewarded them. Three and 22. Mm. And those are the only two games left in the night, right? There's no NBA. NBA's probably all. Yeah, the NBA's got to be all tipped off at this point. Yeah. I think it's, so you're, you're not sitting on, you're chasing. I'm not chasing. I'm, no, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, Overall, I'm in a decent spot. I just had a tough run, real tough run. Um, but I was—I didn't like lose my ass or anything. I just didn't win anything. <laughs> right. That makes, that makes any sense. Bet small, lose small. You know. Risk reward. Yeah. Yeah, I would look for uh, last week at college. I would look for upsets. I mean, the thing is, we just had all the upsets Saturday, but like always coming, winding down regular season, the top seeds are a little comfortable. They're playing bubble teams that are hungry. True, true. That just that just happened Saturday, though. So it's like everyone, it's everyone's guard is up now. Fucking top six teams lose. We'll see. We will see. Let's go, yep. Washington. All right. All righty. There you go. There you have it. Good show, Ant. All right. Get this out. Tend to the masses. Back here on Thursday. Got it. I'll talk to you later, man. Peace. Peace.